I would think that over the next two years, maybe two or three years, that Miniola and Claremont probably have equal pricing and that Miniola is going to be like this really great spot uh, that a lot of people that are willing to wait for some of the development are going to be very happy that they purchased in. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. There's a big news going on over the past week, or really the past month once it got voted in, but over on July 1st, we had a, a new law get enacted in Florida, which is actually going to prevent foreign buyers from purchasing houses here in Florida, but only from seven different states. Now, I, if you've ever watched my channel before, you've ever watched a live or messaged me on Instagram, you know, I'm kind of right down the middle in regards to politics. I don't like to get on either, either side. I try to dive into as much data as I, I possibly can figure out how is it going to affect me and my clients, and then give you that information, uh, the straight scoop there. So there was a, a whole article that came out. This was, uh, what is this, June 1st. So this is right when uh, it actually went through. It didn't become a law until, or start the law until July 1st, but uh, no buy zone. Florida's ban on some foreign buyers has industry scrambling for a response. And so basically there's seven different states that are seven different countries, I'm sorry, that are going to not be allowed to buy houses here as investments. Uh, those, those countries are China, Russia, Iran, Syria, Venezuela, um, and a couple other, Iran, I think is the other one. And so you have to think about how is that actually going to affect Orlando and in general, what's, what's going to go on. So I started digging back through, trying to find as much data as I could in regards to how many foreign investors are actually buying from those countries. And then in general, how many foreign investors are buying investment properties here. And I was able to come across a few different articles. This is from the Orlando Sentinel back in 2021. Uh, and in 2021, there were 22% of foreign investors. So, so Florida draws 22% of foreign real estate investors with Miami and Orlando leading the pack. Now that's in the entire country, 22% of the foreign investors here in Florida. And then you start digging in of which half of that were in down in Miami. So we basically have 10% of roughly 10% of the foreign uh, population that are buying second homes or investment properties in Orlando, Tampa, and Jacksonville that make up the rest of it. So how many of that is actually going to affect us here locally? It definitely will. I've helped people from Venezuela. I've helped people from China and Russia. Uh, and so these are all definitely going to affect us. But is this going to be a massive, massive thing? I don't think so. I, I think that when you look at the overall influx of places like uh, other countries, like Canada and the UK and Brazil, those are the ones that buy the majority of the homes that we've actually interacted with here in Orlando. Now, that doesn't mean that you know there's not going to be people affected. And so if you look at Orlando Weekly, they had a whole article this week around how there's people pushing back against the state uh, and this whole idea of, uh, of of being able to prevent these people. And Here's the thing. It's it's not just uh, it's not just Florida though. If you look at um, let me see. Actually, there's a whole article around it here. So we've got basically other states have actually been leading the way doing this for quite some time. Although Florida is getting the most amount of coverage because uh, DeSantis has just been in the news all the time. But you've got Alaska, Arkansas, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Missouri, Ohio. Uh, all currently require foreign investors to disclose acquisitions with Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, 
South Dakota, Wisconsin limiting foreign investment in real estate based on number of acres. And that's kind of similar to what they're doing here. And then while Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and Oklahoma ban foreign investment of land completely. Now, this isn't something that we really heard much of, right? All of these other states, and actually the federal government is getting ready to tighten down the laws even more um, on a national level. So it's gonna be interesting. So you have basically part of this law in Florida basically says that if you wanna buy a, a second home here, and you're from one of those seven countries that you can't buy a property with more than two acres and you can't buy one within a certain amount of time or space within a military base, like five miles within a military base. You also can't buy one within 10 miles of a major city or airport. And so that kind of limits where they're able to buy. And that's some of the pushback that people are seeing. So let me know down below. What do you guys think? I mean, because first I want to hear what you guys think. Let's see. Red my red tie. Oh, you think that behind me is Donald up there is Donald Trump? That's Superman. Let's see if I can't get it a little bit wider. Uh, I can't. That right there is Superman. And then it's got glasses and they look like me. That's why I've got it back there. So anyways, uh, all right. So we've got Lisa says, hola, I just moved to Central Florida. Hi from Kindred. Good to see you. 22% of the Orlando Sentinel knows of, which is a huge caveat. Yeah, of course. I mean, you look at where the tax bills are being sent. Uh, if they're being sent to the property and they're, somebody's picking them up, who knows? But I mean, most of the time they have to figure out where the money's coming from. It was also interesting to see that the Orlando Sentinel mentioned 65% of all foreign investments, those people were paying cash. Now you have to look at other, other um, countries and what's their sort of idea. You have uh, Canada enacted in 2000, let's see, looking this up right now, January 1st of this year, they actually outright banned any foreign investors buying investment properties for the next two years. This is something Justin Trudeau uh, put into place because you see places like Toronto and Vancouver and BC, they were seeing massive increases of pricing of homes. And so people were getting priced out. And so they actually use this as not just, um, hey, this is a communist country. We don't want them owning agriculture here, which is some of the things that our state is doing. But it's really like, hey, we're trying to Make sure that people that live here can afford to live here. And I think that's actually a good thing. You look at our local prices in Orlando and Florida in general, and it's something like 60% of the median, 60% of the homes, the median income people can afford. And so if you can ban some of the sort of investors in our area, maybe that helps. Maybe. I think interest rates are actually the driving factor beyond most of this and wages, uh, not so much foreign investors buying here, but that's just, again, my opinion. So cash, Danny says cash. Yeah, exactly. They're buying all cash, uh, which is wild. When you think about, especially last year, when you had so many of these people uh, that were bidding 10, 20 offers on one property, we listed a house down in Kissimmee this week, by the way. Uh, I thought we priced it very well in terms of the overall market comps. And we had like 16 offers and 60 showings, which was kind of insane. Um, but wild, wild, wild. All right. I'm gonna get back to your questions <laughs> because there's a bunch of them based on that heated topic for the past six minutes that I kind of riffed on what's going on. Good to see a visual from very smelly and hot New York city. It's interesting. It's hot here and over the past week. We had like the hottest 4th of July on record. And there were a lot of people that were going to the parks, 
not really actually, sorry. A lot of people that were staying home from the parks and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We were there at the parks on the 3rd of July. If you guys don't know, by the way, this is a little fun tip. If you're moving here or you already live here, Walt Disney World does the same show on July 3rd as they do on July 4th. Also uh, on New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve Eve, they do the same show. And New Year's Eve is insane. The day before New Year's Eve, those two shows, you've got a 360 view around Magic Kingdom. Uh, but if you don't want to have as many people in the crowd and you want to see the same show and kind of participate in all that, that's a little tip for sure. Huntington says there's no rain here in Mount Dora. It was pouring in Winter Garden today. I was running in between the raindrops. It was crazy. Rhonda's checking in from Maryland. Good to see you. Grumpy Rich from Northern California. How, how are you doing, man? Good to see you. It's been a hot minute since I've seen you in a bit. Uh, Edith's checking in from Puerto Rico, but soon to be resident of Eagle Creek. Congratulations. Welcome to Lake Nona. I got a really great new listing that just popped up there. One of my favorites. Mike checking in from Winter Park. I appreciate you. A lot of people continue to check in. This means a lot to me. Uh, guy hanging out from Miami just uh, signed a contract uh, for a craft home in Sunbridge with Riley. Congratulations, Guy. That's amazing. I saw it on her story. So I think I know exactly the one that, uh, that you bought. So congratulations. Um, all right. Let's keep going through some of your other questions. Kissimmee says, Kissimmee local here, visit Hollywood studios and watch MK fireworks from Pele pizza in winter garden. That's a great idea, Kyle. That's a great idea. All right, let's keep going on. There's another big story, a really big story that I thought was uh, fantastic for all of the people that are saying, Hey, there's uh, there's too much development and that the state of Florida doesn't care about conservation. Uh, I got something for you. I think this is a big one. So conservation land, this is another story by uh, Orlando Sentinel conservation land got a huge boost in Florida's new budget. So if you look past, over the, uh, the past few years, uh, we had roughly $300 million set aside for our conservation here in Florida. And we've got some beautiful conservation land, the Everglades, the lakes here. There's just, it's so much nature and beauty uh, going on. And yet if we don't continue to invest in that and protect it, uh, that's going to go away. And so it's interesting. So the new, uh, on June 15th, Governor DeSantis signed a new state budget of $116 billion, of which a billion dollars was set aside for land conservation and it's three times as much as were originally there. In fact, there's been $2 billion set aside over the past three years, which is a huge, huge thing. And basically, where's the money going to go? It's going to go to the Florida Department of Agriculture's Rural and Family Lands Program, um, Florida Con uh, Communities Trust Program, and a bunch of other conserv uh, conservation and urban area efforts. I think this is great. I think this is a really big deal. Uh, the more that the state can buy back land and protect it, and then also invest in keeping it that way, the better. I mean, you guys, we're tourist destination, um, but if we build over everything, what else are we going to do? Like, I mean, this is, in my, in my opinion, one of the most amazing things about Florida is not the theme parks. It's how beautiful it is here. Like our lakes and our rural development is, is incredible. Um, John says, Dylan just assisted us with purchasing our first investment pro uh, property in Wellness Ridge. Congratulations. That whole area is finally starting to come over. The 27 area, the Claremont area, uh, Wellness Ridge, Wellness Way. That whole area is going to be beautiful. Alfred checking in from New York. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, travel on a stick says, looking forward to the show. I appreciate you hanging out. All right, let's keep going. So we've got, a. Uh, have you guys heard of this build to rent before? This build to rent is where, I've talked about it in the past. It's where these big builders like Lennar and DR Horton are taking their time to basically build out entire neighborhoods and then sometimes sell the whole entire neighborhood off 
to a developer. And I have talked about how I, I hate this idea because just from a uh, community standard, it's like you, you have 300 homes that are owned by one entity. Everybody doesn't own their but it's better than an apartment building because at least you have some some land and if you've got kids or a dog and it's just a little bit better in terms of just quality of life. Uh, that being said, you take all of those out of the market where these home builders should be built buying, I think, for individual individual owners. And so this was a new one that just came out from the growth spotter. DR Horton sells three build to rent subdivisions for $131 million. And basically the Texas-based DR Horton sold a trio of recently completed subdivisions in Osceola and Polk counties to a major player in the single family rent industry for a combined $131 million. It was Pratium Partners as part of a $1.5 billion deal to acquire 4,000 purpose-built rental homes from nation's largest builder. So this is interesting because I think about um, as the market slowed down last year in Q3 and Q4. Builders were scrambling, trying to decide where do they want to put some of their efforts? They have all this land and what do they do with it? So I get it from a stockholder perspective, from a builder perspective, they needed to do something with this land. And yet the more inventory, the better. Like we still don't have enough inventory to keep up with everybody that we have out there looking for buyers. Like I mentioned earlier, we listed a house. Again, it's a good price point. We have almost over a dozen offers that becomes a problem. So, all right, let's get to some of your questions here. All right, sorry, I need to get better glasses or maybe just move the screen closer. Anyways, clueless and looking for a 2200 square foot rental. Why can't I find one? Uh, this is from Elizabeth. So rentals are tough right now. I think that um, overall rent prices have definitely come down. I think it was like 4% over year over year. And yet there's still not a lot of them out there especially if you're looking for single family homes. So going back to this build to rent kind of thing, these are going to eat up people like you that are like looking for a house to rent uh, instead of just an apartment and you want some of a bit of better quality lifestyle. Um, but overall, the single family rents are continuing to go up. And so it's really tough to find something that's uh, it's in a good area. And if you do, there's usually a lot of applications. So we actually don't handle tenant representation on our team. Like this isn't something that we do all the time uh, because property managers don't love working with realtors. So a lot of times they'll, they'll pay us like $20 or $50 to bring a tenant. Uh, many times they just don't answer the call. So I suggest that you use a reputable website, like don't use Craigslist, uh, use like realtor.com is one of the better ones. Zillow leaves their rental stuff up for a little bit too long, in my opinion. So you'll be calling on stuff that's already rented out. But if you set yourself up an alert that way, uh, that's a decent way to find something if you're having an issue. Uh, Danny says, hello, any info about the info about the element custom homes on Lake Sheen sound on 535. I've been waiting for this one to hit Danny for a really long time. They have, I think, uh, larger lots. I mean, it's pretty close to 535 and they were going to have, I think a few lake lots over there as well. They have not released pricing, but element is one of my favorite, like small builders locally. They'll pop up little neighborhoods of like 10 to 20 houses and they're all really quite nice. Actually, funny enough, my wife and I, we'd have one of their layouts on our fridge because when we build our house next, we want them to build our house. Um, and it's like this very specific floor plan that they've created that we just love. And so, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of theirs. If you want to reach out though, as soon as I have some information, cause I've, I know their salesperson really well, I'm happy to give you some information on that. 
Uh, Troy says, hey, Ken, I commented on your Instagram videos regarding the growth in St. Cloud beyond Sunbridge. Is this still a hot market to invest in? So I think it is, Troy. I think it's like, you, know, you look at where the, some of the more affordable pockets are and St. Cloud is one of them. And so I think anytime you're in a more affordable spot, you've got a little bit more room to go. Uh, whereas like, you know, Winter Park, where I just bought an investment property, um, property values are still going up, but you have a significant investment up front. Whereas St. Cloud, you can buy one or two for the same amount of money and diversify a little bit or just kind of see how it goes. That way you don't have everything on the table, if that makes sense. Um, I still like Lake Nona in the area. Again, that's a little bit more expensive, uh, but St. Cloud in general, Sunbridge and beyond, I think it's a good spot. Um, mm, up, 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 I, I know I missed a bunch of them. Justin asks, searching for homes mainly on the west side, and I've noticed that many don't have privacy fences or a fence at all. Are there a lot of HOAs that just don't allow them? Actually, most HOAs do allow them. They're just very specific on the types that you can have. And also, fencing has gotten to be like double the cost post-COVID. You used to be able to fence out your backyard for like three to five grand. And now that might be like eight to 10 grand. And so some people are just like, you know, forget it. I'll just keep it wide open. But I would say the majority of HOAs allow it as long as you're doing either the five foot white fence that's all vinyl or black aluminum. Those are like the two more popular ones uh, if you're inside an HOA. All right, I'm gonna grab a water and look for more questions here as this keeps flowing through. What's up, Alex in Metro West? I think I'm gonna see you tomorrow, man. I'm excited about it. Um, what do I think about Deltona, uh, from miss, Mr. Mr. Australia. So I think Deltona is one of those like outer, outer bank areas that doesn't really have a ton there yet. Uh, very similar to like a Groveland, uh, or what Mineola used to be. I mean, Mineola Hills and everything coming to Mineola is pretty fantastic. Deltona is similar to that. We have people that are more price conscious that want something like, even if it's not even huge, but just a little bit more price conscious, they're pushing to Deltona. And so because of that, pricing there has definitely gone up, but still a very affordable spot for sure. Uh, forecast, <laughs> Philip Perry says, forecast, new development in Mineola 2024. Yeah, I mean, as I just mentioned, Mineola Hills and everything around it, you've got the new, um, the new Crooked Can going there, which is going to include so much going on with their food hall, which is going to kind of take over that whole area. I think anytime you have more amenities, uh, it's going to draw in more people that are willing to look there, which is just going to make more developers want to build more there. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think I was shocked to see how long it took Mineola to catch up to the boom because of its location off the turnpike. It's just like so easy on or off that a lot of people that have been priced out of the Winter Garden area, uh, they're now pushing up there. The Claremont area, sometimes they're getting pushed out of. I would think that over the next two years, maybe two or three years, that Mineola and Claremont probably have equal pricing and that Mineola is going to be like this really great spot uh, that a lot of people that are willing to wait for some of the development are going to be very happy that they purchased in. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. King Jose, man, good to see you, my friend. Uh, planning to move on to Orlando finally. Congratulations. Um, looking for looking to Winter Garden. Is Horizon West in Winter Garden or no? That's a great question. So uh, it's a mailing address of Winter Garden. Technically, if you want to be a Winter Garden purist, no, it's not. It's um, You've got sort of this large area 
of uh, of of the zip codes that cover Winter Garden, and it's like the lower area of three, four, seven, eight, seven is considered Horizon West, and then even a little bit over into the Windermere area, that's also considered Horizon West. And so, if you're looking at um, being close to Disney, that's a great spot. A lot of new schools, a lot of new development. Obviously, pricing is getting a little bit uh, higher, um, but it's not technically the city of Winter Garden. It's just Winter Garden mailing address inside of unincorporated Orange County. If that's not confusing, I don't know what else would be. But anyways, <laughs> what's going on, Mr. Sean? Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Daniel is checking in from Winter Park. I appreciate that. Um... Here's a good one. Alicia says, what do I think about the future of Tahokwa? This is down in like Kissimmee area. Um, do I think the prices will going to rise like Nona? Like, like Nona? I think, are they going to go up 25%, 30%? 30%? Um, you know, over 10 years or something like that. Um, are they going to grow as fast? Probably not. But I will tell you very similarly to Sunbridge, we have a lot of people that, um, that maybe started in Lake Nona in their search and then pushed out. Uh, to, to Hoka, to Sunbridge, to some other places in St. Cloud and Kissimmee because they wanted the proximity. I think that uh, Hunter's Creek is also a really great area. Obviously not as new, much new construction there, um, but to is a great area, especially with newer construction. Uh, Daniel, how do I like the Waterley neighborhood? So I, the location is really hard to beat and Waterley has built out an amazing amenity actually multiple amenities. They've got different gyms and multiple pools and tons of pocket parks. Um, it's a DR Horton community. And so you have multiple layers of, um, of build quality. You've got some that are very entry level and then their Emerald series, which is actually quite nice. They also are building apartments kind of all around it and that's turning some people off. But I will tell you that in terms of the location, the, you know, in terms of proximity to everything, you're 15 minutes from Disney, five minutes from Flamingo Crossing, five minutes from Hamlin shopping. Uh, it's really hard to beat. And so you're really in Waterley buying the neighborhood and the location. The house is almost secondary. Uh, and because of the build quality, you're getting a, a much larger home for less money compared to some of the other neighborhoods like uh, North Lake by Ashton Woods, um, just because their standards are our, our, their standards are higher. Uh, you're going to pay for it. Uh, and so it's a trade-off. Depends on what you're after, but that's my, my hot take on Waterly. Um, Philip says, working with Emily Berry, buying in 24. See you soon. I love Emily. I was literally just right before we went live. I was just talking to Emily. Um, Robert, what's up, my friend? All right, I want to answer your question. And sick tattoo, by the way. Is that Darkwing Duck? That's awesome. For someone looking to retire in the next nine years, what's a good area to buy around an acre for two to 400 and sit on it before we build? Would, uh, would like to be within 30 minutes of the magic. Thanks. Uh, man, I think there's still spots you can pick up land in that price point, uh, in that Claremont area, in the Groveland area, if you want to be on the west side. It's really not a ton on the east side that would not be outside. I mean, like you could do something in like Davenport or some of the areas of Kissimmee, but if you really want something that's going to appreciate in value and you're going to love the amenities uh, and not have to get stuck up in I-4 traffic, I would think Lake County is where I'd be looking for you. Um, you could easily be within the, the, the parks within 30 minutes, especially actually if you're talking about within nine years, you're going to be all the new connector roads are going to be open. So that's why I love Claremont and Mineola and Groveland because it's like you're buying right before all of this big stuff happens 
And I think that's a massive opportunity um, if you're thinking about moving here. Uh, the other Danny says, I moved to Hialeah in Miami, lived there for my whole life. You got to come up to Orlando and it's great. And yes, you can. <laughs> Thanks, Danny, man. I appreciate that. Um, I want to make sure we don't get past too many questions because I was trying to keep up. Um, Kelly asks, I'm an element fan myself. Where can I get floor plans? If you just shoot me a, a DM on Instagram with your information, I'm happy to reach back out. Um, cause they're actually mostly custom. And so they're built, they'll build like to the plan, but it's not like they've got, it's not like an Ashton Woods or a Toll brothers where, you know, the neighborhood is all the same six models. They're pretty custom that way. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach on out. All right, I've got a couple more things. We're going to go back. I'm going to get to your questions, Kim. And everybody else just keeps asking questions. Thank you for doing that. Uh, so let's talk about uh, something more fun. Uh, not so much the foreign investors and, and all the other kind of stuff. Uh, Universal announces return of pass holder nights. And I expect that there's going to be a lot more Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, all these really cool places uh, that we love to visit because we're home. We live here. It's our, it's our, it's our, our playground is right out our back. Um, but we've got universal that's introduced their pass holder, uh, night. So this is going to be coming back next month, August 26th at islands of adventure. It's part of the theme park pass holder appreciation days, which will run from August 15th through September 30th. Uh, and I'm stoked about this. So it's pass holder night is a private event for, for pass holders to exclusively enjoy Island, uh, universal islands of adventure. This stretch of summer will get annual pass holders, tons of perks, discounts, and exclusive opportunities. So I mentioned this last week, my wife and I, we finally re-upped our passes. We're stoked and don't tell my kids this, but on Sunday, we're actually taking them out to, uh, to basically do both parks. We bought the, um, express pass it's express pass. I think it is. They are not cheap by the way. Um, but it's so much fun. I didn't realize very simple, like unlike Disney with the lightning lanes and that kind of thing. Um, you can actually use the pass over and over and over again on every single ride, except Hagrid's. And so on Sunday, we are going to go do that. I'm going to surprise them. My, my two oldest have been wanting to have like a thrill ride day and they've been begging me for it. So we finally got it set up. I'm so stoked. Uh, again, not super cheap, but I think the memory of it and not having to wait in line was worth it to me. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, Mr. Orlando says Disney stock is down. Yes, it is. Very interesting. All right, we got, uh, let's see. Jim or Jill says, Hey, checking in from reunion. I'm heading up to Hamlin. Did I recently hear that the shopping and dining will be added to Hamlin? Yes, actually it will. So it's already has, I mean, you've got a lot more new things that you can actually do in Hamlin and eating and that sort of thing. Eventually there's going to be a food hall and, um, top, not top golf. What's the other one by, by tiger woods pop stroke. That's what it's going to be is going to be over there. They've got a tiki bar that they're opening up on the lake. It's going to be really nice, especially over the next year or two, as some of these kind of come back down the pipe, but living in reunion, this is another thing that like, if you, if you think about proximity and how important this is, because people in reunion can very easily jump on the 429 and head up to Hamlin or Flamingo crossing and enjoy everything that we have in the horizon West area. But many don't. I, uh, I talked to people that want to move close to Disney, but not close to the tourist trap areas. And it's, so it's interesting how 
um, there's like this weird barrier, like 192 just kind of keeps people south or something like that. But if you live in the the reunion area or anywhere up and down the 429, getting up to Winter Garden Village, Flamingo Crossing, Hamlin, all that stuff up and down the Horizon West area, all the way into Winter Garden, is just it's a great amenity to have. And it's only 15 minutes or so from you. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked uh, for everybody that lives down in that area. All right, we got a couple more things. Uh, this is a big one. I, I still have never been, so please don't chastise me. Uh, but new buck, Bucky's? Bucky's coming to Central Florida, now touted the world's largest over their already oversized chain. This is going to be their third location in Florida. And this is kind of wild because I guess over in Texas somewhere. Let me see. It just says Texas. Over in Texas, they have a 75,000 square foot Bucky's. And the one that they're opening here, which is in between Orlando and Ocala, is going to be 80,000 square feet, complete with 120 gas pumps, 750 parking spots. And it's just off of I-75 uh, east of, of Ocala, basically. Uh, so <laughs> if you're a big Bucky's fan, apparently this is it. So when this opens, I'm going. We're taking our whole team because I have to see what all the hype's about. I don't really drive much of anywhere outside of Orlando. We typically fly this nowadays. Um, and so I've not been able to see the other ones that have opened in Florida. So if you're a big Bucky's fan, let me know down below, like, what's your favorite thing you that you do there? Like you got the big, uh, what is this thing? Is this a, what is a Bucky? Somebody tell me I'm, I'm like over here lost. I just know that this is a huge deal. And everybody that I sent this to was going nuts. Anyways, is it like food there? Is it just kind of shocking to see how large it is? That there's 120 gas station. I don't know. I don't know, but let me know please down below field trip. Fallon Moore says, yes, let's go. Bucky's also has EV charging. This is another thing, Daniel. I, I'm really like, I look at, um, I would love to buy an EV, but charging stations, if it's not a Tesla are very tough to come by. So you can obviously charge at home, but I got kind of like range anxiety because I travel and I drive all the time. Cause I'm a real estate agent showing houses all over God's creation. Uh, so more of this would be, would be helpful. Uh, RVs parked there. Apparently Bucky's Ever. Thank you, Joseph. I'm crazy. The barbecue sandwich, Mr. Orlando Bob says. Uh, Kyle says, Bucky's will dethrone Pigeon Forge as the world's largest. Yes, it will. Um, yeah, so we're going to make this a, a trip, Fallon Moore. Make sure you remind me. Hold me. Hold me to it. All right, so last story of today. Uh, so Orange County tourist tax. We talk about how important the tourist tax is to our area because we have a lot of uh, the money that they're finally reinvesting back into the area. And I've talked about on last week's show, I won't go through all of the different projects, but there's billions and billions and billions of dollars in projects that are coming from the tourist tax. And so you guys are already checking, <laughs> talking about Bucky's is an experience, uh, large truck stops. Okay. I get it. I definitely, I'm stoked. Keep letting me know down below. I want to make sure I experience it all. I'm going to get a list together and say, you guys, this is everything we had to do when I came, but all right, going back. So Orange County tourist tax tumbles again. So this isn't like great news. I try, try not to be super, super bummer, but this is actually kind of what we're feeling on, on July 4th. I was just talking about, I did a reel. Uh, all of the wait times at Disney were like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And over at Universal, people were talking about how there just seemed like there was nobody there. And yeah, you can talk about how it's super hot right now. Like it's one of the hottest Julys on record. The heat index is nuts. Uh, but that wouldn't have stopped people from traveling here and planning that two or three months ago. Maybe like locals aren't coming out. But if you had a vacation, 
you're not going to just stay in the hotel because it's hot out. You're going to go, go love the parks and just do your thing. And sort of this article to me makes a lot of sense. So you look at orange County tourist tax collections fell again in May, the first time in more than two years, uh, the lucrative streaming revenue has posted consecutive monthly drops. And so back to back monthly decreases, uh, the first in uh, January and February of 21 followed the historic run of 14 straight months. And here's the thing. So I talked to a lot of folks that work at Disney and Universal SeaWorld in the tourist industry. And it seems as though Florida was just like the hot spot to go for so long because you could. Like, you know, we were open. Uh, people just from all over the country were driving here. And so 2020, 21, 21, and 2022, it was just the natural thing. People were coming here in droves. Now we're still the number one destination in the country, but now people are also choosing to go overseas and travel and that sort of thing out to Europe and other places, right? And so it's interesting. If you guys don't live here, I would love to know in the comments, is this something that um, maybe you used to come once or twice or three times a year and now you're pulling back for one reason or the other? I am interested because I want to know, is this sort of like an overall economic indicator or is it just that people have more options that they're taking advantage of? Time will tell, and it's something I'm going to be paying attention to. But I will tell you that as a local that goes to the theme parks all the time, I kind of like a little bit less crowds because it was getting a little nuts, a little bit nuts for a while. All right, let's see. Jess asks, uh, hello from Horizon West. Is Sam's coming to Horizon West? It is actually right behind the Walmart or next to the Walmart is where it's zoned for. So right off of 429 and new independence parkway right there, that's where it's going to go. Um, Jim says that they will continue to visit at least one time a year. Are we getting a new Wawa in the horizon West area? We are not that I know of. We're getting a seven 11 over on Seidel. And then you've got the Walmart and so far we'll see. Uh, Danny says inflation. Um, let's see. <laughs> Capstone still talking about uh, about Bucky's. So one just opened up here in Athens, Alabama, on I sixty five. One hundred twenty gas pumps here with fifty six thousand square feet on twenty five acres, and no tractor trailers allowed. That seems insane to me um, for a gas station. I got to see it. I really do. Uh, when's Avalon Road winding starting construction? Avalon Avalon Road winding widening starting construction. I saw some activity today, but I wasn't sure if there's uh, an official widening. So all the way down to, I'm guessing that you're talking about all the way down to 192. And as far as I know, um, they are getting, that's on the plans, but they haven't announced it yet. Because if you look at, they basically from Sidell Road all the way up through New Independence and even a bit farther, they made it a four line lane highway and they eventually will bring that all the way down to 192. It's needed, especially with the 3000 more homes that they're building there right now. Um, it is something that we're going to need, but I haven't seen anything officially. Um, Aaron, what's up, Aaron? You seem new to the channel, so I want to I want to answer your question. We live in Irvine, California. We've been priced out of single-family home, now $2 million, because of Chinese investors or cash buyers and buying up everything. Yeah, we, we, we didn't have that a ton. Like We didn't have that a ton in Orlando. We had investors, for sure, uh, but I have friends of mine that are real estate agents that talk about how basically a lot of people from other countries, foreign investors that are just crazy, like they're buying stuff cash, and then sitting empty. And that's what we were seeing in, in the, the Toronto thing we talked about earlier today. Um, Dizdab, yep. 7-Eleven uh, is still going in at Flamingo Crossing. No, it's going in on Seidel Road. Uh, all right, so we're wrapping up today. We just passed 200. 
watching live, which means the world to me. If you guys give me a thumbs up, it means the, it means a lot. Appreciate all the engagement tonight. Seriously, by far my favorite thing that we do. I've got a quick thing for you guys. We are actually hiring for my team. We're doing uh, video editors, creators, people that help us shoot. Uh, we're hiring real estate agents. And so if you're an experienced agent, please reach out. We're help people that are doing back of the office stuff like inside sales and transaction coordinators. We're like, we're growing. While the market might be kind of soft everywhere else, um, you guys have been just absolutely incredible by supporting our team. And so we've had 40% year over year growth. And that, you know, I'm not, that's definitely not me. That's you. And that's my team being just absolutely incredible. But because of that, we need more awesome people that want to come work with us. And so if you're interested, if you live here already, uh, you're thinking about moving here, feel free to DM me over on Instagram and I'll kind of show you what we're looking at uh, hiring for, but that's it for tonight. Thank you all so much for hanging out and talking about this. If you're watching the replay or listening to the podcast, make sure you guys subscribe over on YouTube as well. We'll see you guys on the next video. Have a great night. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. At Posit Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out, info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys in the next episode.